Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing the bonus episode for the K2. Yay! Uh, so I did a bad thing in the last episode where I forgot that we rate our, the K drama in the bonus episode. I was like, we rate it on the last episode, right? Oh no, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. We can do it here too. It was oh yeah, for sure. It was a spoiler. I mean, we knew going into it that it was our favorite K drama ever made, so. Yeah. We're, we're just gonna get those high ratings. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, we've talked a lot about how we feel about the K2, and we will continue to do so. Do not be fooled by the fact that we brought <laughs> others' comments into this. But we get to talk about it more from the lens of other viewers, which is exciting. We pulled some comments from both Vicky and Drama Fever. Yeah! And we're gonna read out some of the best ones. Just kidding. Just some of the ones. Yeah, some <laughs> of the ones we read. Yes, yeah, some of the ones we read and found interesting and wanted to talk about. We're going to read them here today on the air. Yeah. And if you want to be part of this next time for our next K-Drama, you can hit us up on our website or on Twitter or on iTunes. Or email us. And leave a comment. Yeah. Email us. Let us know what you think of the K-Dramas and we'll read out your comments next time. Yes. All I right. <laughs> Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, Raquel has longer comments, so I want you to start with okay. a long one. I'm going to start with this very long one. I might jump around in it a little bit. There's a part that talks a bit about another K-drama, just like a compare and contrast thing, which is awesome, but I haven't seen that K-drama, so I don't feel like we could give relevant conversation on it. But the rest of what they had to say was really good. This is on okay. Vicky. It's by the user Pod, who gave the K2 10 stars, and starts off with a good, I mean, my person right here, starts off with a good, woo! <laughs> and then they say, this show is absolutely spectacular. Probably my favorite drama so far. I personally adore the OST and have downloaded over half of it. The characters in this show are incredible. They are also dynamic and complex and interesting. It was amazing. Choi Yu Jin was especially incredible. I didn't like her because of her actions, but I have to appreciate Song Yu Ah's performance, and I completely understand why she was a huge favorite. She was unlike any villain I've ever come across, and Yuna's acting was some of the best I've ever seen in a drama. And then there's Ji Cheng Wook. Ji Cheng Wook. Holy fuck. I was drooling this entire goddamn series. He was so unbelievably badass and painfully beautiful and also a really good actor and the best main character I've ever seen. And this is the part where they go in a little bit to another K-drama. And then they hop in and say, Also, I feel like the romance was a tiny bit underdeveloped. Like they could have done more with it. And there were a lot... There was a lot of discourse in the comments over the main ship, which was kind of frustrating, but the action was completely kick-ass and well-written. The fights were beautifully choreographed and smooth and very fun to watch. Jo Dong-hyuk had a cameo sequence. I didn't notice that. I did, but I don't... I don't know who Jo Dong-hyuk is. Yeah, not great with actors yet for people who have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll keep reading. 
Let's see, they said the romance was still very cute and satisfying, and the soundtrack was amazing, the humor is fantastic, I was dying laughing on multiple occasions, and the plot was complex but still comprehensive and interesting, not convoluted. I was never once bored, but the most significant point of all is that it includes the single greatest fan service scene in human history. You'll know when you get to it. Anyway, definitely recommended. I'm I kinda want to play a guessing game with this one on which scene you thought was the fan service scene. I honestly don't know. <laughs> there were so many scenes that Oh yeah. The shower scene. For sure. I th- I feel like okay. it's for sure the shower scene. That said, I feel like there are a lot of moments in this show that are really well-timed fan service moments. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they do a really good job of balancing the serious plot and then tossing in just moments that help ease everything just a little bit. And so I felt like it could have been a couple of other scenes, but that's got to be the most, like, fan service scene. And also, like, maybe the best scene I've ever seen. <laughs> scene, scene, scene. I forget what everyone else wants from a K-drama, like, what fan service is. Because when you said the words fan service, the first thing that popped into my head was the adorable scene between Anna and Jeha, where she's, like, trying to take off his shirt. To oh, yeah. <laughs> put band-aids on his back and he's like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> That's the only scene that I ever wanted from a K-drama. That's my fan service. So beautifully done. Such a good moment. Also, I feel like that moment encapsulates pretty much sex scenes in most K-dramas where it's like, yeah. they're never quite ready, are they? <laughs> But adorable. So cute. But yeah, I think other fans might be like, the abs are what I'm here for. So get a room full of them. Yep. Hex, yeah. I can't blame you for that. I mean, and in a way, I'm usually here for the fight scenes. I like some good, good yeah. fight scenes. So that felt like fan service in that particular way as well. All of it together. I see why that is the ultimate fan service scene. Yeah. This comment was one of the few that defended the main romance and kind of called it cute because even the others who really loved the K-drama felt similarly to us. In fact, I saw a lot of agreement in the comments on pretty much what we've been saying this whole time where we felt pretty underwhelmed by the romance, but it didn't matter because... It wasn't really focused on that much anyway. Yeah. I'm very apathetic towards it, but I see how it was used as a plot device to move the story along and to develop these characters. So I'm like, I get it. I just didn't really care. Yeah. But that's interesting. We'll have to jump in and see why people didn't like it. Because, yeah, I thought I agreed a lot with this comment's discussion of it, where they were like, it was kind of frustrating. But, oh, they said, no, the comments about it were kind of frustrating, not the actual romance. They just said the romance was fine. And that's where I'm at. (laughs) What do you think? Do you want to read one of the ones from Drama Fever? Yeah. All right. This one's from Ariel. She said she gave it five stars. 
because Drama Fever does a five-star rating, so that's the same as 10 out of 10. She said, okay, so I understand the love for Ji Ching Wook, but bruh, bruh, <laughs> Song Yuna killed it in this show. I'm trying to put, like, the, the all caps where they belong in my voice. <laughs> she is by far one of my favorite antagonists ever. I watched this twice simply because of her. She needs way more love than Ji Ching Wook for the acting she put out in this show. Give some respect to the goddess. Did I secretly write this review? We'll never know. I'm just kidding. We will, though. I didn't. But I, like, out of all of the comments, I maybe agree with this one the most, because it's so concisely put, and it says everything I felt. <laughs> it's like, you you start with your love for Ji Ching Wook. Like, he gets a mention. He is the K2, but this but, show uh, is not all about him. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, just the way she says, like, she's one of her favorite antagonists ever, and that uh, she needs, that gives some respect to the goddess part, I I feel it all. <laughs> she's got it. She's concise. She puts it out, puts out what we're thinking. I like it. I feel like Song Yoon-ha is not even underrated in this K-drama, because most people acknowledged that she was quite incredible. But that said, I almost want to say underrated, because I will never be able to talk enough about how much I love both the (laughs) acting and the character. I think both were fantastic. So, so good. Alright, Raquel hit us up with another one. Okay, I want to go... I kind of want to hop into my lesser uh, rated, so like the lower ratings, so that we can end on some high notes. I got, I found one uh, who gave the K-drama a three-star rating on (laughs) Vicky, which is a very low rating on Vicky. That's bizarre. Yeah, this user is LaShawn. And they said this is a K drama or this is a drama that would have benefited without a love storyline. The Anna character was either badly written or badly acted or a combination of both. There is no connection with the characters or why the lead male would be so fascinated almost immediately with the recluse he was tasked to watch. Furthermore, we have a company full of people willing to participate in essentially a kidnapping. And yet the drama depicts them humorously and acts as if these side characters are just going about their lives all cheerfully and normally. Weird. The drama is riddled with plot holes and might have been better off as a movie. Interestingly, there was more of a chemistry between the older female character and the lead male that uh, along the way. Even the writer and director started to tease that more. Drama showed promise but derailed nightly very early on. Rating D. Rating D? Yeah, D out of 10 stars. (laughs) Wow, I agree with so little of this. Yeah, it's weird because I actually, I think they pointed out some interesting things that I don't necessarily agree with, but they didn't seem overly picky. For example, the fact that he kind of 
falls in love with this recluse that he's that it's his job to just watch her and then all of a sudden one day he's like no i'm interested in dating her which but, i, I mean have you seen her angel face she has an angel face obviously he wants to date her but actually what i think it is is and they developed this really early on the k2 kind of has a protector thing it's just a thing for him where i think he he likes the people that need help. For sure. That's, I think, really uh, played up with how his relationship with Rania developed. Where yeah. he was like, I'm sure he liked her. But when she was like, I actually want to go to Korea and get out of this war zone. He was like, oh, okay, let's get married. Like, I love you now. Yeah. It's, now that you need help and I can do something for you, I would love to do that. It's just some people's thing, I guess. Some people like bad boys and some people like businessmen. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing for someone. There's a lot of people in this world. Some businessmen. And <laughs> you take look likes... Um, people who need help yeah okay two just has a savior thing savior complex yeah that's a good way to put it yeah so i thought it made sense that he was like oh, i could have saved anna before this beautiful angel that got taken in spain when i tried to help her the first time but now i have the opportunity to help her again and never and again so will i let this slide through my fingers yeah I don't know. It worries me. I worry that after the K-drama ends, they won't last once she doesn't need help anymore. But yeah. I think it's better for him if he uh, finds a healthy relationship with a woman who can be a little bit stronger. Yeah, who is his equal instead of just the person who depends on him for everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, that makes sense to me. Um, I also thought that it was kind of interesting that they brought up the fact that a bunch of people were holding a girl hostage in a house as part of their actual job, and none of them were like, we're bad people. They were all like, fair. we gotta eat. You gotta make a <laughs> living. And they are very much depicted as good people. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Like, Miran drugs her at the beginning. Yeah, Miran seems like she is a bad person and she kind of knows it and doesn't mind it. Yeah, she's fine but, with it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Chef seems... She's an interesting character because she doesn't seem bad. Mm -mm. And she doesn't think she's bad, but I think it's kind of like you said, she's just looking for that paycheck... And she's like, I'm going to be as nice to this girl as possible because I know what we're doing is sort of wrong. Yeah. But I think we can make her life as good as possible in this cell. I do think it's one of those jobs that once you start it, you can't stop it. Like, they point that out in the K-drama, which makes sense. Maybe Mrs. Chef didn't fully understand the job description, but once she was in it, she couldn't leave, she couldn't say, this is bad, this is wrong, I want yeah. to stop doing this. 
So maybe she just did the best with what she was given. That's fair. Um, they said the Anna character was either badly written or badly acted. And I think that's totally what I would have said after watching this K-drama the first time. Because yeah. I kind of hated Anna. I would have never said she was badly acted. Mm-mm. I think we talked a lot the first time we watched it and said that we just hated the character. But obviously we were super taken with Immuna. Yeah, so it, there, I, do, I think she did the best she could with what she was given. Yeah, I think she acted the character very well, and I think after watching it the second time, I understood the character a lot better. Yeah, I still don't love her, but... Yeah, but I have a lot more empathy for her. Yeah. Where the first time I was like, she cries all the time, and I don't <laughs> understand it. Now I'm like, oh, she cries all the time. But her life is pretty sad. Yeah. When your life is garbage, it's hard to stay positive. So, I don't know. I I like the character. I thought she was interesting. I mean, she's not my favorite character, but I don't think she was poorly written by any means. Mm, I think she could have been considered inconsistently written. She jumps around between, and maybe, yeah, so another comment I have talks about this, and so I will read it, and then we can talk about that. Uh, This one, also from Vicky, uh, 7 out of 10 stars, user Crothin says, Chi Chang Wook was beautiful in this drama. The role suited him perfectly. Yuna's character, however, was poorly written. The character had no consistency. We were introduced to her as a traumatized young woman who could trust no one, and I gladly cheered for her. But then suddenly she changed into a trusting girl who would join ha- join hands with a stranger who said he'd help her gain revenge, which resulted in her becoming ordinary and less likable. The change in her character turned a drama that I was initially excited to watch each week into something that I didn't even want to finish. So once again, I don't fully agree with how they presented. This, first of all, obviously, I don't agree with the seven-star rating or the not wanting to finish it because I am in love with this drama. But that said, I do think it was kind of... I know that Anna was kind of willing to do anything to find out about her mother's murderer, but that said, it was interesting that she lived in a house for years with people that she refused to trust and, like, they because they had ties to her evil stepmother, but then her evil stepmother's brother walks up with his creepy smiling face and is like, hey, let me help you. And she's like, oh, okay. Yes. That's fair. And then the one person that she had decided to trust early on, the K2, because he made an effort to earn her trust, she decided to distrust partway through in favor of trusting her creepy uncle, who was, once again, like, the brother of her worst enemy. So, to me, I don't know, it just, it would show more character consistency to have been a little less trusting of that situation. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I think she was a bit inconsistent, and she also characterized something that I find a bit frustrating in K-dramas, 
the and it's not in all K dramas. Some K dramas do strong female characters who still have realistic vulnerabilities really well. Like a lot of K dramas are picking that up, but she was in fact this one did that with a completely separate female character. But I just thought Anna was such a victim and I just was so sick of it all the time. <laughs> I get that. Man, I didn't think of it that way. Because I see her as having this social phobia, which I think that's the only part of her character that seemed to just disappear. Unless it was kind of a lie, which I just assumed it was. I just assumed people assumed that she had social phobia because she wouldn't talk to anyone around her, when in reality she wouldn't talk to anyone around her because they were working for Eugene. But I think because she's very naive and didn't have an upbringing around a lot of people, which made her even more naive, I think she trusted her uncle, even though he's the brother of Eugene, because he has this nice appearance and he seems like he cares for her and the K2 says one time that she can hang out with him, so he must be fine. Which I think is just a naive thing, not necessarily a character change. But, yeah, it all kind of shifts from there. So I, I guess, like, I made a lot of excuses in my head for why her character went through all these changes. And I could see why other people would be like... It's inconsistency. And I was like, no, she's just a developing character that's developing more quickly than (laughs) any character I've ever seen. And, I mean, I do think that a lot of her, her, the aspects of her character could be attributed to naivety. But, yeah, it, it is a very quick shift between trust, or distrust, but then trust, but then giving up the trust she had for the K2 in order to get this revenge and deciding like not to tell him about stuff because she was like, I don't know if I trust you anymore, but I trust this guy who you said to trust. I don't know. It's her allegiances shift very, very quickly. And so Mm -hmm. it was hard to keep track of when everyone else had very steady allegiances, at least in the sense that like, Obviously, Eugene was always going to be most loyal to Eugene. Yeah. And same could be said with Sejun and pretty much all of the baddies. And the K2 was pretty much consistently loyal to, once he got to know her, Yuna. Like, there was a while yeah. where he was kind of slowly shifting, like, whose team is he really on? But then he landed and stayed there. Yeah. Interesting, though. I didn't hate her character, I gotta say. You're you're a more forgiving person than I am. <laughs> I didn't hate her character, I just... I'm still so... Uh, eh. That's the okay. best I can describe it. But do you think the drama would have been the same without the romance? Like, if he had had a romance with another person... I don't think I wanted him to have... I don't know. You bring up a good point. I think the romance that developed between them 
like you said, is more of a plot device than anything. Like, I accepted it as a way to get him uh, to care, I guess. To yeah. Get-, get him moving. Yeah. Get him alive again. Right, because he had just kind of been a shell of a human after what happened with the Blackstone mercenaries. And so, yeah, it was a really good way to, yeah, jumpstart his character and his storyline. But that said, do I think that it would have been worse off if they had developed a better romance? No, I think it could have been better, and it could have still been a very successful story in other ways. Like, they made it just a plot device, whereas they could have made it realistic and exciting and something I actually cared about instead of something where I was like, ah, they're in love, that's fine, whatever. Tell me more about (laughs) you, Jin. (laughs) That's fair. It does feel a little bit like he needed to fall in love with someone and they wrote this very two-dimensional paper doll character for him to fall in love with. Yeah. And they're like, she just, uh, she's there. She's there and... And he loves her. That's all that we know about her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he loves her. And sometimes she messes things up. So, huh. Yeah, I want some listener comments on this. I want some discourse in our comments section to see yeah. what people thought of Anna's character. Like, did you love her? Did you not care? Did you hate her? I'd be interested to know. Because I still... When you just don't care very much, you can't really tell how you feel. Yeah. Pretty apathetic towards Anna. But leaning towards, like, leaning towards I like her because I like Immuna so much. Yeah, Immuna's amazing. I wish I would have given her more to work with. I love her so much. Yeah. Alright, let's do another one. Okay. Do you want me to do one of my short ones, or do you want to do your last long one? Uh, you should do one of your short ones. Okay. I'll do... Smash... Smash a Okay. Smash Rooney said, Ji Chengwook rocks this action drama full of twists and turns. K2 and Anna were a cute couple, although sometimes I didn't really buy it. I tended to see some fairy tale similarities within the story, such as Anna as fairy tale princess Snow White, but with strawberries and the stepmother's magic mirror, or how K2 climbed into her life, much like Rapunzel's prince. That said, however, I would recommend this drama for more mature audiences, if only because it could be difficult for younger people to understand. For my full review, please visit my blog at dramacrazies.blogspot.com. So yeah, a little plug for you all. If you want to go read the review, that's what we did. Yeah, we looked it over. It was interesting. I had... I'm... This time, I'm sitting in the back, needing everything explained to me. Picked up on none of those fairy tale references. Right? They literally had a mirror and an evil stepmother, and we were like, I don't know, man. (laughs) First time I'm ever seeing it. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that was a very cool point that they made. Um, the The review on the blog didn't go into too much more detail than what's here, which is why we didn't include like the full review. 
But it's interesting that they pointed out that she's similar to both Snow White and Rapunzel. Like, Rapunzel obviously being trapped up in her tower and having to be saved by someone. And Snow White also being kind of a victim princess. Yeah, with an evil stepmother. Like, oh, they just, like, fed it to us. Pretty sure Eugene at one point says, mirror, mirror. On the wall. And I was still like, this is the first time this has ever happened, ever. <laughs> I've never heard these lines spoken before, and it's, it's poetry, really. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i just blown away by this review, because that's such a cool parallel that I never noticed. Yeah. That, and I think it makes Anna more likable that she's this fairy tale princess under some bad circumstances she is I'm, the more i think about it the more i'm blown away just by the fact that yeah she's totally a fairy tale princess she's i think it's easier because then she's not a two-dimensional human being she's just uh an animated character yeah. that doesn't have much to offer for the storyline but but we like, like her anyways. Yeah, five-year-olds can accept her. Yeah, if they watch this show. Well, they shouldn't, but... They shouldn't. But if they watched it, they'd, they'd be like, Anna's my favorite character, because she's beautiful and constantly a victim. <laughs> Two favorite things. Yep. Five-year-old Creed. Five-year-old Creed. They want beautiful victims. <laughs> Never save yourself if you're a real princess. <laughs> All right. That was, yeah, that might rat- wrap up our discussion on Anna. I don't know what your last review says, but we'll try and focus on the K-drama as a whole. Yeah, I can't remember what it says either. Let's see. Okay, so this is our last comment. Okay, so this is on Vicky, 10 out of 10 stars, user Madlife? Firstly, this is a political intrigue and action drama. Romance makes up about 2%. If I'd stuck around watching for that element, I'd have given up ages before. But dear lord, this is one blinding story and I was captivated throughout. Ji Chang Wook, who I adore forever, Song Yun Ah, and Jo Sung Ha are superb. It has super sexy Ji Chang Wook kicking some serious ass and the most phenomenal chemistry between him and Song Yun Ah. If you look at this series, uh at this series as the story of both Kim Jae-ha and Choi Yoo-jin, then it makes much more sense. I wish they'd done more with Jae-ha, but Ji Chang-wook did such an awesome job with it, it didn't matter quite so much. Go Anna really didn't figure much for me. I was tempted to downrate this to 8 out of 10, because although I think Yuna did a great job with what she was given, the character ended up being the usual K-drama disappointment for me in terms of stereotypical female portrayals. The romance you do get is very cute, but really doesn't figure much, and when compared to the total electric storm between Ji Chang-wook and Song Yuna, which I would pay good money to see more of, fizzles to nothing. But that's fine, because that's not what the story is about. It kept me on tenterhooks for 16 episodes solid, shouting at my screen and peeping through my fingers, plus I bawled like a baby at the end. And yeah, the fan service is A+. Thank you so much for being so beautiful, Ji Chang-wook. Totally recommend giving this a watch. 
I love that. I'm so glad we ended on that one. Yeah. It's so good. They did a great job. I thought that they were properly forgiving of the romance that was, like, cute but didn't do much for me. And I also really liked that they talked about the character and acting chemistry between both, like, the actors of Ji Cheng Wook and Song Yoon Ah, but also the character chemistry of Jae Ha and Eugene. Because I actually thought that it was incredible. I did see a lot of people, like, kind of shipping it as a romance, which I didn't feel, but I get because the chemistry is so good. I just liked them as, like, really intense friends. <laughs> it's such a good way to describe it because they are <laughs> friends by the end even though they constantly go back and forth and say they're not they're friends yeah they're good friends they're good but friends. they have this hold over each other that uh, probably good friendships should not have it's a little dangerous but yeah. that's uh, I love that they talked about that if you if you get confused, um, Yujin the character and Goana the character are both played by women named Yuna. <laughs> so it's saying that Ji Chingwook and the character who played Yujin yes. are the ones that have great chemistry. Yes, uh, which but... it is very. It can be so confusing. I try <laughs> so hard to when I talk about Yuna versus Yuna. Like, I try so hard to make it sound different while still being correct. I don't think I do a great job, but... I have no idea. I have no way to help you. <laughs> Song Yuna is Eugene. Um, yes. Okay. So Ji Chengwook and Song Yuna have that good, good chemistry. But yeah, I could never see it working Mm-mm. as any more of a romantic relationship. It just would have ruined it. Yeah, and, like, he reads a really well in the K-drama, and he talks about what she needed and how he could never be that for her. And I think that that was a really important moment. I wouldn't have changed that moment for anything, because it's so... It's such a big moment for both of their characters. And... And for us. For the peanut gallery in the back, it's like... (laughs) Why didn't they get together? Ji Ching Wook's like, uh, here's why. Yeah. Sorry. Jaha. Jaha is like, uh, here's why we have not gotten together. There's a she reason. needed this from her life, and I was not going to be that. Yeah. But that's okay, because right after he says that, her husband steps up and he's like, remember me? Let's be <laughs> together again. I'll be a husband for the last two minutes of our lives. It's a good two minutes. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Man, and I like that they kind of said what we've been saying, where Immuna did a fantastic job with acting. Mm-hmm. If you tell someone to cry every single scene in a K-drama, I could never have cried so beautifully. She cried angel tears angel every day. Tears. But the character was not that interesting. Mm-mm. And I think that they... Uh, I mean, they just put it all so well. I couldn't have put 
most of this any better because the way they talked about how luckily the romance makes up so little of it, but that's not really why you stick around. Surprisingly, because I think a lot of K-drama fans, I don't want to say everyone, because obviously, like, this is our favorite K-drama and it's not really romance-based, but I think a lot of K-drama fans are kind of here for the romance, and... That's, like, 90% of what I'm here for. (laughs) So, yeah, when you present a really well-done K-drama that actually isn't romance-heavy or has kind of an uninteresting romance... And still do such a good job that two huge K-drama fans love it, like, favorite K-drama love it, then obviously you're doing it right anyway. Like, don't let us stop you from doing your thing. Yeah. Like they said, they wanted to give it 8 out of 10 stars because the romance was not interesting. One of the female leads was not interesting. It just, there were parts of it that fell flat. But you're like, no, this is a 10 out of 10 K-drama. Yeah. Everything was above and beyond. There were other categories that got 11 out of 10. So it all evened out. Yeah, it, even, it, it came down to an even 10 out of 10 stars. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel bad. I just want to keep repeating stuff from this review because I agree with it so much. Yeah, can we review reviews? Can we rate ratings? <laughs> this one's uh, 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs> Natalie. 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 I guess it, I guess it is Leaf. I don't know. I'll just spell it. Maybe someday they'll be listening and they'll be like, that's me, that's my Vicky username. And uh, I hope they appreciate that. We love them. Yeah. <laughs> they can be on the podcast because we all are completely... In agreeance. Yep. Uh, the user is M-A-D-E-L-I-E-F. Madeleaf? Madeleaf. <laughs> Just gonna say it forever until I figure out what it is. Come on the podcast and let us know, because we agree with a lot of what you said, and you say it more eloquently than we do. Yep. Who gave us microphones? That's why we have a podcast, because we can't do things concisely like this. This is what you want to read before you watch a K-drama, is this kind of review. Yeah. But we, we give a review after you watch the K-drama, and we make it long. Yep. We just... And confusing. We just want to talk about our feelings. We just want to talk about our feelings. We have a lot of them. I mean, we did stop talking about Ji Chang Wook after a minute, and I feel good about that. Yeah. Wow, pat on our backs. You're welcome. Because I'm pretty sure the only Korean person that my husband knows is Ji Chang Wook, <laughs> because I used to say his name so often. Every day. And we'd go for walks, and Jason would come with us. And me and Emily would just enthuse about Ji Chang Wook for the whole <laughs> walk. And Jason would quietly walk alongside us like a champ. <laughs> this is great. This is great, guys. I'm glad I um, came. So glad I came. Who's Ji Chang Wook? <laughs> and I showed him, and I think he understands now. I think he understands why the world is in love with this man. He gets it, which is good. Thank God. 
Uh, so yeah. Oh, thank you so much to Nicole for recommending that we watch this for our one year anniversary episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Thanks so much, Nicole. We we wanted to do it, but we felt like we should hold off because I know. Don't you just save the best things for much later? Yeah. But then as soon as she recommended it, I was so thrilled because it meant we got to rewatch this. And like you said, it happened at the perfect time because it came at our birthday. So thank you so much, Nicole. If you guys ever want to recommend or request, uh, we do a, a K-drama review, you can email us. We actually could really use some more recommendations. So Yeah. I just keep watching new K-dramas, and then I ruin it because I watch the whole thing before Raquel watches it. (laughs) Before we can do the podcast. Before we can do the podcast. So, yeah, we need to to come up with a couple more to watch. Do you know what you want to do next, Em? Because I sure don't. Oh, um, I have some ideas. I can, no, I have one idea. I can shoot it off at you. Okay. Because someday I want to watch Descendants of the Sun. We have not watched that. And I think it's one of those goats like the K2. Greatest of all time. Yeah, I've seen a lot about that one. I've always been really intimidated by it. Right? I almost don't want to watch it because I've seen so much about it. But I think we will like it as much as the K2. My expectations are very high. Yeah, you said that bar very high. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 stars, come on. <laughs> um, awesome, so yeah. kind of plan on that, guys, for our next K-drama, which we should start next week. Like, we should have the episode ready by next week. That feels crazy. That I don't, feels crazy. I don't ever want to move on from the K-2. Can we keep talking about it forever? <laughs> we can. But Raquel... We're going to watch Descendants of the Sun together. That's, oh my gosh, guys. So Emily is coming to America. I'll be back. I'll be back in America. If you're in America, hit me up. (laughs) We'll we'll do a meet-up, meet-and-greet. In the neighborhood. If you're in the neighborhood of America. It's actually really exciting because Em is coming at the perfect time, like, what, two or three weeks before I move away from Utah. Mm -hmm. And that's blowing my mind as well. So it's going to be a whirlwind. But Yeah, we're going to just record episodes every day so that we don't miss weeks. Yeah. In fact, we should get a backstock going because it's going to get crazy. (laughs) This is so exciting. I'm... Hopefully the quality does not go up that much, because then once I come back overseas, you'll be like, man, there were two good episodes when they recorded in the same room, and now it's garbage again. (laughs) Like, I sure miss those days when they actually were bringing their A game instead of, at best, their C game. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully it's the same quality, but we're a little more excited. I'm hoping... Look each other in the eyes the whole time. (laughs) Instead of looking at our own eyes in the Skype recording (laughs) screen. Why do I do that? I can't even see myself very well. I, like, lean to the side to look at me. (laughs) I do that, 
too. <laughs> I want Do other people oh. do that? It can't just be us. Yeah, my grandparents do that. They always are like, "What is that? Why do I look so like that?" I'm like, "Grandma, don't look at you. Look at me. <laughs> Your granddaughter." So everyone does. You love my face, Grandma. Look at it. Look at it. Um, I'm really glad you're my friend. <laughs> I'm really glad that we're two people that can get on a Skype call and only look at ourselves. It's great. Awesome. Uh, I think that wraps up... I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to wrap up the K2. We'll watch it again. We're going to watch it at our 100th episode, and we're going to interview Ji Cheng Wook. Yeah. If any well, of he's you, out of the military. <laughs> if any of you want to get him in touch with us, I know that he's been dying to come on the show, so. Yeah. So if his agent is listening, hit us up. Not right now, because we have to get to 100 episodes before we interview him. Yeah, and I know, like, he's busy, so. And we have to learn Korean. So, like, there's a few things. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right. This week, let's start Descendants of the Sun. Okay. We'll decide on that. So, plan on that. Um, watch the first, I'm assuming, four episodes. If that changes, yes. we'll tweet it or post it on the website somewhere. We don't really have a page for, like, announcements. But... <laughs> <laughs> we'll send out an email. I'm really Join showing my professionalism today. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you want to listen to any other episodes, check out our website, playonk.com. You can leave comments on specific episodes, look at our whole backlog, look at our beautiful Squarespace website. They will someday sponsor us, so check it out. <laughs> um, we have our good, good email address, which is how... Uh, we've, we've had people comment in the past. It is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. I check it all the time like a crazy person. So if you have any comments that you want to drop, like anything you want to say about the K2 or any of the past dramas, or if you want to request a new drama, hit us up there. Yeah, hit us up there if you're like, The Descendants of the Sun is not worth watching. Don't do it. Watch this one instead. And do it fast. We don't have time. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you can tweet at us. We are at PlayOnK on Twitter. We admittedly don't use Twitter much because I don't know how. I am young and unaware. I do know how, but Twitter makes me sad. So I almost never get on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like if we, if we had some back and forth on Twitter, then I would... Definitely hop on. Uh, so yeah, check I us out. I definitely get notifications on my phone when things happen on Twitter. They just don't typically happen to me. Yeah, it's like someone posted, someone you follow posted, and I'm like, cool. Sounds like a that regular day. <laughs> Sounds like how Twitter is used, yes. <laughs> um, and then our, what, what are we missing? iTunes, the iTunes. biggest and best one. Yeah. We could use some ratings, some reviews, some some kind, subscribers, some kind ratings and reviews. <laughs> Rico wants those five stars. 
like but do if we you deserve leave us less it? than five stars like let us know why like give us some some uh criticisms yeah some things that we can improve on not things like your voices are annoying because i can't fix that yeah this is how i am oh please don't i will think about it for the rest of my life <laughs> Raquel will never record another podcast or make another phone call in her life. I do all of the audio editing for the podcast. Also, sidebar, I'm sorry about the quality that it always ends up being. But, like, I put a lot of work into making us sound tolerable, at least. And it so it would be like a... So if you're like, I want you to talk about Ju Chang Wook more, do that in yeah. the comments. But if you're like... Um, I hate you both, then maybe just, like, tweet at us. Yeah, or, like, I don't know, just let people enjoy things. You don't have to listen to it anymore if we are the worst. <laughs> That's fair, too. Um, All right, thank you, as always, to James Havel. Yeah, thanks, James. He did our theme song, and he's probably singing us out right about now. Yay! We love you! Ugh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, goodbye! <laughs> Bye!